Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. Welcome back. Well, we're going to talk about angels again, one of my favorite conversations. We've already talked about different roles they can play in your life, and there are a couple of other things, other ways to mention this. One of the very, very cool things that angels can do is manipulate time, which comes in very handy if you are one of those people who ever happen to be running late for whatever reason. Play, again, play with this. Angels are so playful. So if you find yourself running late, rather than stressing, because that seems to only make it worse, right? And then you're like trying to hurry up and rush and that makes more things go wrong. And then traffic, you're going to hit all the red lights and your anxiety increases. If you can, instead, just kind of take a couple deep breaths, ask an angel, ask your guardian angel, whomever, just ask for angels to come in and ask them to manipulate time so that you arrive there at the perfect moment. It is so cool what happens. Now, don't start trying to micromanage this and tell them exactly what needs to be happening when you get there. But it is truly amazing that you might walk in and there was some, you know, maybe it was a big meeting and there was a delay because the PA system wasn't working or the speaker was late. I mean, The angels are just amazing as how they can just manipulate things and you can arrive at the right and perfect time. They can also, this was very cool. I was taking a trip with my small children and this was a typically four to four and a half hour trip. It was four hours if I could time it and the kids were asleep and we didn't have to stop. Otherwise, it could be, it would be four and a half hours. And I was honestly really kind of tired and I wasn't in the mood to drive and I just wasn't up for it. So we got in the car and we're driving along and I just, I thought, you know what, angels, can you just shorten this trip for me? I'm just not up for this. So would you manipulate time, do your little time bending magic and, and shorten it up? And I am not kidding you. I was blown away because when we pulled into the driveway. I was going to see my parents. And when we pulled in that driveway, I thought, wow, that seemed really fast. And I looked at the clock and it was a two and a half hour trip by the clock. And I truly sat there thinking, this is not even possible. I mean, you know, okay, they can make things happen to help a little bit, but seriously, this just happened in two and a half hours. So yes, it is true. I'm not lying about that. I didn't change the clock nor did they. It was just amazing. So remember, everything is possible, and we just limit it with our little earthly ego expectations here. So the other thing that I'm really guided to tell you, and this is amazing to me because very, very few people know this has ever happened. So I'll just say, if you couldn't buy into that time-bending part, then you probably are so not going to believe this because I still, um, I get chills when I remember this. This was, my mom was terminal with cancer and we used to go to a powwow every summer. That was just fun. It was, you know, just, it was a huge 
gathering of Native Americans, and there was a large dance competition. It actually was the Red Earth Festival in Oklahoma City. And knowing that this was mom's last powwow, I thought, you know, how do we, what do we do to really make this easy on her and yet memorable? And we would always buy, you know, whatever struck us. And there were over 20 artisans there. So being mindful of mom's condition, I ended up buying only one one thing at that powwow. And it was just a very, very simple ring. And so we left the powwow and the ring was a little big. There were only two of them there. The artist had, and they were unique. That's why I loved it. But it was a little big. And I was aware that I had to be very careful so I didn't lose this. So a couple weeks later, but more family came and they were spending time with mom. So I was going to hit the road with my two little girls and go see some other family that was um, actually a couple states away. So we got in the car, we're driving, and I had kind of budgeted out our time and nap times and so forth. And we were halfway, and there was a Target. So we stopped, went in the Target, took a bathroom break, got some new toys to play with on the road trip, and hit the road again. 45 minutes down the road, I realized my ring was missing. Now, this ring was very simple. It wasn't even expensive. It was just the fact that That was the only thing that I purchased at the last powwow that mom and I would ever be able to go to. So the emotional tie to that was incredible. And when I realized that ring was gone, I was panicked. My first reaction was just absolute panic. And I thought, oh my gosh, it fell off. Where did it fall off? And I literally pulled my car over off the highway and was frantically searching under the seat, between the seats, like everywhere, thinking, how could have I done this when I'm driving? How would I not know? And so I just kind of got centered, and I I asked, I said, okay, please show me where my ring is. And I very, very clearly saw that I was at Target and dried my hands with paper towels, and and the ring came off with the paper towel, and I threw it away. And I was just heartsick to say the least. I mean, I literally started crying and I thought, oh my gosh. And I remember that the trash was full and I thought if I go back there, it's 45 minute drive back there to try to dig through trash and it was already full. So I'm sure they've taken it out. And then it's another 45 minutes to get back. Right. And this is tacking all of this time onto an eight hour trip already with these little girls And I thought about calling them and begging somebody to please, please look through the trash. And I thought, nobody's going to do that. You know, they're they're just not. So I had to sit there and and get square with this and really think about my options. Well, I saw a McDonald's up someplace just right up the road. And the girls were kind of hungry and thirsty. So I needed to buy myself time to process this. So we went up to McDonald's, and this was when they had their beanie babies, those little miniature beanie babies, and my girls loved those things. So I went through the drive-thru, and I asked them for, I got like a Happy Meal, and I asked for two extra beanie babies, whatever they were that, you know, I would just buy the extras. And after, it was between taking my order and driving up to the window, there were a couple cars, and I sat there, and in that time, I thought, okay, Majana, it's just a ring. You cannot make these little girls endure another 
hour and a half minimum in the car, already tacked on to eight hours, on a chance that you can find this that is a slim to no chance. So you have the memory. Mom is not the ring. You have the memory and you just have to let it go. So I took a breath and just really released that and pulled up to the window, got their sacks with their Happy Meals and sat them on the seat next to me and paid, pulled up to park so I could give them their food. And when I pulled up and turned around to pick up the sacks, my ring was sitting on top of one of the sacks with the Beanie Baby. So even remembering this right now, I have chills and <clears throat> choking a little bit. Um, if that, I mean, my reaction truly was like, it was a rattlesnake. I mean, I literally jumped back and just stared at that ring thinking, where did it fall from? You know, was it, was it in the visor? How could it have been in the passenger seat visor? Was it on the dash? I mean, there was absolutely no way this fell from any place in my car and landed perfectly on top of a Beanie Baby. And I just sat there and again, just started crying. And, and I just knew, I knew that, you know, it was the angels. I, there was no doubt in my mind. And I just was so grateful and thanked you, thanked them so from the bottom of my heart so profusely. And I could not keep the emotion from just spilling out. And so I gave my girls their food and their toys and they were very happy. And when, so when we arrived where we were going, I had a chance to kind of remove myself later and meditate and asked, who was that? Thank you. Thank you so much. Who did that? And all, all they said, and this is so typical of the angels do with absolute nothing but pure love said a friend <laughs> thought, wow, no kidding. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, miracles happen all the time. And that was for me, just an amazing, oh my gosh, I just couldn't have asked for anything better. And uh, also, a, you know, realization of don't, don't put boundaries. Don't put boundaries on what I think can happen. For them, it was, it was a gift of love. And I truly believe that they gifted me with that because my love for my children was what was the deciding factor for me to forego going back and doing this. So the angels returned that with a gift. Ah, so, gosh, I've shared that with so few people. And before I started this podcast, they urged me to share it with you. So I am doing that with confidence that you do that don't think I'm insane. Um, and I look forward to sharing more stories with you. Again, I would love to hear from you, your stories, your questions. You can get us at Majana at lifeafterliferadio.com. And until the next time, namaste.